Episode 181 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club. Adelphi Racing Club, offering a truly personal racing experience. Looking to own thoroughbred racehorses and win at the highest level circuits? We're not just a syndicate, and our members aren't just investors. We are partners. Experience the Adelphi difference. Join the club today. Contact us to get a taste of the Adelphi experience and come hang with us this Saratoga meet. And now let's start episode 181 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 181 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz, with today's co-host, Kyle Roscoe. We are here live on Penn Derby Day this Saturday. What an unbelievable day of racing they've already had at Parks. Kyle, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you doing, Howard? So far, pretty good day at Parks. I'm having a pretty good day with the 14 in the last race. Get get a bump up the price a little bit, so... Let's hope for a good day the rest of the way. Man, hats hats off to Andrew uh, Rizinski, who mm-hmm. was one of our uh, guests on the show Thursday, who loved Scaramouche, the number 14, who just got home in the gallant Bob. I know Andrew is celebrating. Andrew, if you end up, uh, if you're listening to this or you end up hearing this, congratulations, man. That was, what a ride. Johnny V was four wide. Somehow was able to sustain that bid, Kyle. Real horse for course, beating the ridiculously bet provocateur of my race, my racehorse fame. Yeah. Just the old, you know, the, everyone says, Oh, it's the old, my racehorse money and all that. But yeah, I could not justify that price at all. And like I said, but it bumps up the rest of us and we'll take it, especially to Andrew. Like I said, congratulations as well. He'll definitely take that price on that horse. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, everyone, please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Also, we'd appreciate if you smash that thumbs up button. I'll tell YouTube that this is a great show. And also, please make sure you hit the notification bell, which will also tell you when new content will arise. Of course, you can see on both of our name tags there, you can see uh, our Twitter handles. Mine is at H Kravitz. You can see Kyle's at Kyle underscore Roscoe 14. At the bottom of the screen, you see the scroll there where you can find my email, which is about to scroll in. H Kravitz horse at Gmail. Dot com. Also, a few quick reminders. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor if you like to listen through your podcast platforms. And then also, please make sure you subscribe to the HHH Racing Podcast Power Picks, which were formerly known as our race day blog. Kyle, we've made the uh, official change to Power Picks. Check it out through Patreon. There's information below the video player as well. We've already scored today on mm-hmm. the power pick so highly recommend you guys check that out we also have a fantastic website hhhracingpodcast.com if you have not checked out that website please make sure you do that all right so Kyle we're going to be covering of course two fantastic races they're both 1 million dollar uh purses you got the cotillion 
first for the three-year-old girls. And then we have the boys squaring off in the $1 million pen derby. We've got Mango Coffee is here. Mango, what's up? Thanks for joining the show. Please make sure you chat in the top right-hand corner if you're on YouTube. Please, any questions, comments you have for myself or Kyle, we'd love to hear your opinions as we chop up this fantastic card. Uh, Kyle, we have approximately 25 minutes to post. Now, for those people that are not familiar with our live shows, due to contractual obligations and all the uh, legalities, we cannot actually show the live race as it happens. However, I will be talking through the race as it happens. Also want to let everyone know at home, if you're not familiar with the podcast, there's about a five-second delay. So what you're hearing now is about five seconds after it's actually happening in real time, which means when I say, you know, they're off or they're out of the gate, they're already out of the gate, you know, about four or five seconds into the race. So I highly recommend all of you just go to your TVs or wherever you're, you know, watching the races, turn down that volume, and then go to your computer, iPad, tablet, whatever, crank up the HHH Racing Podcast for fantastic analysis. Uh, Kyle, let's get into, by the way, let, let's, real quick, the Greenwood Cup, Kyle, and if you saw it, Fearless was absolutely awful. But my mm-hmm. my long shot pick, I'm riding with Biden, baby. Paco Lopez, three for three, Kyle, on the lead going around today. Another mm-hmm. unbelievable ride uh, by Paco, just stealing it. 100%. I mean, we all know Paco for his his uh, his questionable stuff on the lead, but definitely good good to get that one home, especially for you as well. And Paco did not look back. We have not seen the Paco yep, look back. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle, has he finally taken that out of his game? Probably not. But I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not testing that. <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, very nice to get him home in that one for sure. And like I said, fearless. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't even. I watched it afterwards. I didn't watch it live. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, what happened? To he, was, he was asking the entire way like he normally does. He just yeah. did fire today. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he he's a nice horse, but he's a weird horse. Um, you know, he just didn't fire at all. There was long shots everywhere uh, in that race. Now, um, Kyle, I also have – I got a lot of things going on, ladies and gentlemen, selfishly here. I've got pick fives going. I'm also – was I don't know, if Kyle, if you heard about this or you saw this on Twitter, but out of 110 entries as before the last race, I was actually in first in the stable duel contest, which if you're not familiar with that, it's a fun contest. Um, I did not do very well in that last race. I don't know if the six even ran at all. That might not have mm-hmm. cost me quite a bit. Let's see. I, I lost. I definitely lost some points. So I just dropped to second, it looks like, in Stable Duel. But I still have a bunch of live uh, horses, including one in this race. So before we get into the cotillion specifically, Kyle, we got to bring on someone special. We have live from... Parks race, race uh, parks race course. Excuse me. Our great co-host giving us live coverage, Mister Paul Halloran. Paul, you got sunny blue skies behind you. How you doing? Oh, hi guys. Oh, what a perfect day it is here in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Really good. Uh, any surprises? Any any big takes so far? Uh, so far, that provocateur in the Gallant Bob was ridiculously overbet. Paul and yeah. Scaramouche, a horse that Andrew Radinsky gave out. On this show Thursday, who he loved from the 14th hole, it's the gal Bob four wide. Quite a big effort by him. Yeah, I believe my uh, picks that I sent to you, Howard, he was on top 
in my picks as well. I, I he liked was. him. Congratulations. He, he was 18 to 1 when I bet him. We need fixed mm-hmm. odds here in Pennsylvania, Howard. He was 18 to 1. He went off at 9, but uh, we'll take it. Well, listen, when you drop five grand on the horse, like I know you yeah, did, Paul, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know he's going to drop in price. Yeah. Um, how do you think the track is playing, Paul? Because we've seen Paco has wired the field three times in route races, but weirdly enough, in sprint races, it seems like they're outside closing. So I guess it's pretty fair in general, isn't it? Yeah, I think I don't think on the dirt you can be too far behind, which is what I think Andrew gave out on the show the other night. He talked about that. Um, I talked to um, uh, Bernie Houghton, a, P- a Penn National trainer, actually won one of the stakes on the undercard. It was a one horse that he was like seven wide coming down the stretch. And uh, he said he told his jockey he thought the rail wasn't quite as good. So if he had the opportunity to get him off the rail to do it. So it seems like the winning move is down the middle of the racetrack. Um, any other thoughts in the earlier races before we get into the Cotillion? Fearless was absolutely awful. My my upset choice, ride with Biden, uh, Biden wired the field. So that was personally good for me. Uh, any, anything else you've seen today that, that surprised you or worth commenting on before we get to the Cotillion? Part? No, it's been a great day. I mean, and it's been a great day for Pennsylvania breads. Pennsylvania breads have won four races and got DQ'd in another race. They would have had five, five, you know, and, and not only Pennsylvania, you know, those are two or three of those are open stakes. So it, it's just, I'll tell you, it's one of those days, Howard and Kyle, where, you know, the eyes of the racing world turn to a small racetrack and it, it's really a special day. The place is packed. It's a chamber of commerce weather day. It's, it's like 70 with a breeze, not a cloud in the sky. So it, it's been a terrific day down here so far. Well, that's great. So Paul, we're going to go and start showing the PPs. You're welcome to yep. stay on, or if you want to, Go ahead. You want to come back in a little bit or you want to stay on? What, what do you want to do here? I'll stay for a few and then I'll leave for the race and come back after the race. All right. Well, since you're just staying in for a few, let me go ahead and bring up the entries. I'll let you talk first, Paul, about what you think about the $1 million uh, cotillion here. As I don't know if you can see on your phone here. Here are the, yep. uh, the entries. Right now, uh, Secret Oath, who I'm personally trying to play against here, Paul, 7-5 to five, and Green Up who I love in this race is being bet all the way down to five to two. Paul, your thoughts on the Cotillion? Well, I'm with you on green up Howard, but it seems like every, our ratings should be better. It seems like every horse you like is getting pounded Howard. So people, <laughs> people must be watching. I, I did run into a guy, Sean Patrick Nolan, who is a friend from Norwood, who's a big positive horse racing Twitter guy. He's down here with a few guys and he introduced me and the guy said, Oh yeah, I watched the show. So people, oh, terrific. um, yeah, I, I am. Well, you know, and I'm watching her come by right now. Maybe I'll give you. You want to? You want to look at Shahama? Yeah, absolutely. Shahama? Yeah, let's do it. Hold on a second. Let me. Who do we got here? Shahama. That's Shahama. For Pete and me. Wonderful. Wait, can you go back to Shahama? I'm going to take you off just for still yeah. see it better. She, she's, we'll she's bring on right back on. She she went back into the pit. She's in the oh, back. All right. Fuck by, but uh, okay. How did she good... look? How do they look, Paul? Do you see anything in the paddock? Worthwhile yeah, for the I'm, I'm kind there. of out in the walking ring area. The paddock here is undercover, which would come in handy at Saratoga on those rainstorms. Um, you know, these are grade one horses. They all look good. <laughs> There's no mystery. The better ones look look good. Um, it's I'm with you on Secret Oath, Howard. You know, hey, she can win. You know, she's the best horse on paper, obviously. My hope is that she might be a little over the top, and she has she's been running so 
you know, consistently. And she has a lot of maybe not that much left in the tank, but that that's my hope. Yeah, I mean, she really hasn't gotten any better. She's a really nice horse. I put this on the uh, Power Picks, Paul. Of course, our new name for the Race Day blog. I mentioned that D. Wayne has stuffed me in a locker many times before. He's yep. going to have to stuff me again. There's just too many horses that are way uh, more interesting to me in this spot, Paul. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I will say is, that, you know, the move that she typically makes, which is kind of a move on the fat turn, that, that, has, been the, that has been a winning move today on multiple yeah. occasions. So she does have that going for her. But, you know, again, you know, if, you, if you're going to try to beat a horse, you want to be trying to beat a seven to five shot. So. Uh, or whatever she is. Uh, I think you said she was, I, I can't see the tote board, but uh, I assume. To, three to yeah. two right now, Paul, three to two. She's drifting yeah, up she, very slightly. I mean, yeah, she's certainly going off sub two to one. Um, you know, you got Baffert in here with the Dare Manor. I'm kind of, you know, I used defensively. Um, don't love her, but, you know, again, don't want to get beat by her. Um so it's—I'll it, it, tell you—it's a good race. It, it really is. It, it's a—it's uh, a very competitive race, and uh, you know it'd be very interesting to see how it's run and, and to see where Saez puts that horse early. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, your thoughts on this race? I have to believe that Adair Manor is going to take the lead, and Shaham is going to sit right off. Is that how you see it, Kyle? Yeah, and uh, like I said, I know that um, in these route races that you want to be a little bit closer to the pace today, as that was mentioned. So I actually did go. I went Shahama on top. I think the I love the switch back to Flavian here, even though you know Jorge ran really well last time in Monmouth. Uh, that's what I see. I'm just hoping, like I said, I'm also trying to beat Secret Oath here. I went seven two one in this race, so that's the three I have in my pick five. So boy, am I rooting, a little bit of a price am here. Am I rooting for you, Kyle? i know i know you guys have big time um shahama i was initially against adair manor completely let me just say for the record on thursday i've sort of changed my mind guys because two reasons adair manor is training unbelievably and everything all the buzz i've heard is that she's looking great and the other thing is she just seems like she's gonna get the lead and so i have this i have this uh one two seven guys i i'm trying to beat I still love Green Up. I don't think Green Up is going to be that far off. And I think uh, she's going to sit in the pocket and just, you know, get first run on uh, Secret Oath. Paul, how aggressive do you believe that Irad's going to be on Green Up? I mean, Green Up has been on the lead before, but I just have a feeling that Adair Manor is going to be sent very hard by Mike Smith. I think especially, Howard, the way the track we think is playing, that I would, I, I think Irad is going to, force the issue early. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be in any hurry to stay on that rail, uh, even going a mile and a 16th with a decent run to the first turn. So uh, I agree with you. I think a dear man will be sent, but I, I, I don't think Green Up's going to be very far behind her. It, she mm-hmm. she really, Howard, could get a very good trip here. Yeah, I, th- I think she figures to get a very good trip. Uh, for fans of Shahama, Kyle, uh, she's going to have to, what, sit off a dear manner probably go by and then hold off some others. I just, I, I like Shahama as I bring up, uh, you know, the PPs, but she really hasn't run, you know, fast enough race yet here in the States, but she was very well meant, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at, when she came here and was uh, a lot of wise guy picks uh, for people in the Kentucky Oaks. 
No, 100%. I just think I think the buyer, the paired buyer top, I think just helps her at least looking at the PPs in this race. I think Shahama, especially, you know, granted a pretty slow pace and she, she didn't really have any problem with Juju's map in her last watching the replay, just kind of going past. But um, I'm just I'm hoping for sitting just behind. Uh, <laughs> Who do we got here? That's, Who do we got here, Paul? I want to bring in the great Jessica. Paquette. Hey, Jessica Paquette. How you doing, Jessica? Hey, how are you guys? Wow, it's a real pleasure Good. to meet you. We'd love to have you on the podcast sometime. We are live from uh, the Chicago area in Wisconsin, covering the uh, great, great day. At... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll be live in the Chicago area in two weeks for the marathon. Oh, oh, you're oh, you're running in the marathon? Yeah. You're yeah. not running this year, nice. Howard. Um, <laughs> I'm running to the marathon. I'm not actually going to be running in the marathon. Yeah. Well, right. good luck, Jess. Good luck, Jessica. That's amazing. We have yeah. the Suffolk Downs Quorum we have right here. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. Jessica, what do you think? Jessica, what do you think of the racing today? The racing's fantastic. The racing office put together such a good card. Um, these are these are days that are so fun and so hard for a handicapper. And kind of coming up into this race, I think Secret Oath is a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We all agree. That's what we're too, yep. Give us the Cotillion Pen Derby double, uh, oh. Jessica. So I like society here, who I think is getting good at exactly the right time. Speaking right now, gave a great impression when I saw her in the paddock, too. Just holding her flesh really well. A lot of dapples. Checks every box for me. So I'm going to use her and then with Zandon for the double. And I like White Barrio a little bit. I like how he got off the van yesterday. Uh, it looks like the speed's playing really well going two turns. So if he, is Paco riding either one of those? Because he's been on fire on the lead, Jessica. And hasn't even caused any incidents. No, I haven't seen the Paco look back, Paul. Where's the Paco look back? Uh, uh, the first race he won, he, uh, there was a little first turn action that I didn't know who was on the horse, but I guess <laughs> I was right. All right, well, Jessica, we'll let you enjoy the rest of the day. Hey, Pleasure to I, meet you. I, We'd love to have you on the show sometime. Oh, yes. <laughs> How's that, Howard? One of the best. Wow. Paul's just bringing all the celebs. I know. That's what I'm Paul. saying. Who else you got, Paul? Jessica worked the uh, pa- the paddock and winter circle all day today. Uh uh, now, uh, through some contractual thing, it's a TV show being done by Parks with uh, Maggie and Kate and Breda. But she's really great. You know, one of my favorites from Suffolk Downs days. And she was the president of, of the New England Turf Riders Association. And just uh, everything that's good about racing is Jessica Paquette. Yeah, we need to get Jessica on the show. She's oh, that, fan- yeah, we can make she's that. fantastic, Paul. I have Society on the screen. I have to admit, I don't really love Society. I'm not sure where that last race came from. And Parks is a little bit goofy. She seems like an all or nothing. I suppose, Paul, if society can, you know, outbreak the field and get to lead, we've seen crazier things. Yeah, well, you got to think they're going to send. You, you know, the more you look at the race and the more we, the, the more horses we talk about, this race could be pretty fast uh, early. So uh, we, we, we shall see. Well, I guess if you're a fan of Secret Oath, which really none of us are, but if you are a fan of Secret Oath, you probably want this horse society you know, flying out there and setting it up uh, for her. Paul, any uh, any other thoughts? And we'll let you go and have you come back. Uh, any other thoughts in this race? Anything you've seen in the paddock? Any buzz at the track on anyone? No, I mean, you know, you mentioned it. You know, Pletcher's got Goddess of Fire here, who is a, is a big long shot. But, you know, he's not here. And, um, boy, that fearless really, really ran poorly for a heavy favorite uh, in that race. You know, he did win a race earlier. He had a, a one to five, my race horse, horse win. I, I have never seen guys, more people in a winner's circle. Mm-hmm. In 
players at the track. There were probably 150 uh, fractional owners of that 14 horse who won uh, earlier yeah. in the day. Come to speak of it, we've had two 14 horses win today. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, again, I, I think you know, I've been with Shahama since the Oaks. I like Pratt coming back on. I think she ran sneaky good in the Oaks coming off the long trip, wasn't training particularly well. Um, you know, so we'll see. And the other thing, the only other, as far as anything close to buzz, I did uh, uh, hear someone talking about the paddock schooling this week, and they said uh, Cyberknife just looked better than he's ever looked for whatever that's worth. Okay, very interesting. I'm, uh, people are watching what I'm doing. I'm actually watching Aqueduct with my pick six that just lost. Okay. Oh. Uh, anyway, I was, Sorry, alive, but... I was already I was alive for through several legs, so maybe, maybe I can get five out of six. But Paul, I'm all over the place. I'm 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 a serial horizontal player like you today. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, we'll let you go. And uh, yeah, what do you what, what, why don't you come back when the race is over? Then you got it. All right, thanks, Paul. All right, so that was Paul Halloran there, who is who is live. Uh, at Parks, Kyle, any thoughts on what he said? Um, would anything change your mind? I, you know, um, society's probably going to be going to the lead. Th- mm-hmm. There, there could be so, a lot of pace in this race. I think it's very that's, possible. That's what I was thinking. That's how I kind of looked back because if you look at the PPs just through um, not only Shahama, but you can kind of look through and kind of divvy up who's going to come back from that kind of middle position. That's kind of what I was looking for in this race. Cause same thing as you, I saw that, um, that there could be a lot of pace in this race with so society breaking from the outside, not only a dare manner, but I mean, green up could show even could, could even show some speed. And there's, yeah. I mean, secret oath. I mean, I mean, not secret oath showing some speed, but gerrymander can show some speed. So I definitely agree with that for sure. Uh, Matt Miller, I will not question you, sir. I will not, I will not say <laughs> yeah. a dare manner can't win. In fact, I've upgraded her, uh, Matt, before I showed you this, uh, um, the, the, the uh, comment that you have here. So, Matt, thanks for joining the show. Uh, we got CJ uh, Andrews. Jumped, he said he just jumped in. Any thoughts on bias? Uh, Kyle, I, I don't. I know there's been three routes route winners, but we've seen the outside do well mm-hmm. i just have a feeling that those routes route winners were a little more circumstance and not necessarily a bias i i think it's pretty fair track i really do yeah it and it's kind of it's interesting because like you said earlier um it's sprint races they were coming from the far outside and they were coming they're closing pretty hard but you've seen three route winners today from the front on the dirt so it's it's i feel like it's it is circumstantial and i feel like um that it, the track is playing fair. I mean, like I said, we just watched um, Scatamouche win from four wide all the way down the backstretch coming from, you know, a pretty stalking position. So I think the track's playing pretty fair. We'll just have to see what happens with the speed in this right. race. Any thoughts on gerrymander, Kyle? You mentioned that's the one horse we haven't talked about yet. She mm-hmm. won the Mother Goose when we were there in person. Uh, I believe that was the day. Was that the day before the Belmont or was that on Belmont Day? I can't recall now. Um, um... But anyway, is she just a one-turn type? Um, that one number sticks out like a sore thumb. She really hasn't run any yeah. other races that are good enough to win other than the Mother Goose. I 100% agree. And this is another horse that I did look at to kind of the point where, it, I mean, she's going to have – she doesn't have to go for the lead, but she might get caught up in that type of a Darren Manor Society type of beat. So, And I just thought that the other two, Society being just a full send – 
and Adair Man are probably going to go to the lead as well. I think that they're just going to get the better of her today, and I think Jerry Mander just kind of fall to the speed duel of these two. That's At least that was my thinking going into this race, so I didn't have her in there at all. Yeah, that's how I, that feels way to me. Um, looks like we got about six minutes. Kyle, we're going to take a short uh, commercial break here, and we will be back in just a few minutes with the Cotillion. You are watching live the HHH Racing Podcast on Penn Derby Day. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show here. We are live on the HHH Racing Podcast. We have a huge audience right now. Please make sure you comment in the live chat. We've got David Barista. David, thanks for joining the show. David is here today. Ralph Conti is here. PA Derby Day is here. Ralph, thank you. Appreciate you joining the show. Everyone in the live chat right now, who do you like in the cotillion? We've got a few minutes left. Please comment in the live chat who you like in the cotillion and why we'll bring up your comments, Kyle, we, while we wait for people to comment, let's hear your top three selections here in the grade one cotillion. Um, you know me, I'm going with Paul. I, I really think Shahama can get, if as long as she, I think she takes a step forward here. I think she can really get the better of this field, just sitting in that stalking position right behind both the dare manor and society. I went second. I went with Adair Manor. I just think, like said, we've signed all week. If the buzz has been around this horse, she's been very well meant for this race. I think she can definitely, I'm not surprised some people, but I think she can definitely get in the money as well. And then third, I have your top pick, which I'll let you talk about as well. I have green up in third. So give us the numbers for the uh, betters out there, Kyle. Your yep. top three numbers. It is seven, two, one for my top okay. three. And I'm going to go one, two, seven. I've talked about green up all week. Uh, what are the, I see three to one right now, I believe, Kyle. Let me double check that. Yeah, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. actually be going to the gate pretty soon here. Let me let me check. So, Kyle, just to let you know, I'm watching the park's feed, which ideally you're watching the same thing. In other words, I'm watching as if I'm at the OTV. So yeah. I have the park's feed on. Is that what you're watching right now? Yeah, correct. I also or, uh, have it up. Yeah, I'm watching it. So, uh, again, we are going to be uh, behind, you know, a few, uh, few minutes behind um everyone just let just let you know so um actually i said five minutes it's not nearly that much it's really more about uh like 20 seconds behind really so again when we say they're off they're probably into the first turn um i i there's i see uh yeah about three minutes to post here 
let's talk about the odds, Kyle. And I actually can't bring them up right now, but um, as I'm looking at them, you got green up at three to one. Adair Manor, I actually thought would take a little more money, to be honest. Seven to two, uh, six, uh, seven to five on Secret Oath, which is that's about where I thought she'd be. Mm-hmm. Seven to one on Shahama. If you like Shahama, you are getting a good price, Kyle. Hundred percent. And like I said, I'm definitely, I'm gonna definitely try to get that price as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, Secret Oath, I was thinking, you know, somewhere in that three to two range as well. Just just i mean on paper she looks like she's definitely at the class of this race she looks like the horse to beat but i'm gonna try and get a little wise guy here with um hopefully and get this nice price which will definitely help uh the pick five as well we got tom thanks for joining live i know tom usually works on thursday nights and can't always watch us live there on the west coast tom glad you're enjoying the show he's going with the chalk here with secret oath we've got robert healy robert thanks for joining the show robert awesome job still live in that pick five Hope you have this race covered with many horses. Ralph Conti is going with Gerrymander, who is uh, 10 to 1 right now. Ralph, good luck with Gerrymander. He's going 5-9 exact a box. Wow. That would pay very nicely. Uh, Jimmy (laughs) Jimmy is going $10,000. I'm assuming it's dollars. Maybe it's pesos or who knows what it is. Um, Yeah, it could be anything. Um, On a dare manner. So Jimmy is absolutely trying to crush Adair Manor and Bob Baffert. And there's Roberts going two, six, and one. I'm assuming those are the horses he's alive to. Uh, you got the top three betting choices, Robert. So uh, as they approach the gate here, Kyle, do you have a specific bet you'd make here vertically? Any any particular bet you want to throw out there? So vertically, actually, um, I like I said, I usually like the back key in this type of situation. It's kind of like whatever you feel – is a horse that will definitely come either one or two. I would key Shahama in this part for me, just being that the price going with the back wheel, I think is definitely a good choice. Howard, I mean, not even, I mean, green up or a Darren Manor is not even bad at three, one, seven to two to try and back wheel here. So I would go, let's just say, um, I know a lot of people like a Darren Manor in here. So let's go as a Darren Manor. You would go two with, and then my two other choices would be Shahama and green up. So I would go two with one, seven, and then back wheel it, go one seven with two, mixing it up to try and get the same type of payout in both of yeah. the two. So what I mean by that is you can look at the probables when you're betting online. So when yeah. you pull them up, you can look at the different probables. And I know they're loading in the gate, so I'll try and go yeah. quick. But you you mace your you mix in your base bet to try and get the same payout no matter which way it comes. Yeah. And I would do I would go one with two seven and two seven with one. And I just made a bet. I just I just fired a win bet on my phone there yep. on uh green up. I said actually I said on the power picks and I said on the show that I thought green up would be three to one, if you recall. Mm-hmm. I said she'd be out half the price. That's exactly what she is. They are loading in the gate for the one million dollar cotillion. We bo- both Kyle and myself are trying to beat uh secret oath with the one two and or seven i selfishly would like to see the one green up win hopefully whatever bets you have will come through i think the whole key kyle one of the keys is is how aggressively society is sent mm-hmm. from the outside with Giroux and how a dare manor breaks and we'll see what happens they are about to leave the gate actually they might have already left the gate but as far as we're watching they're in the gate for the grade one cotillion from parks and society they're just fixing a society society's in the gate here we go 
and they are off. And Darren Manor leaves fine. Society is absolutely hellbent on the lead. Mm -hmm. Out breaks Adair Manor and crosses over. Green up is in a great spot, Kyle. And Adair Manor is comfortable also. They look like they're going fast, Kyle. 100%. Yeah, and actually, I'm not sure if you saw it, but uh, Adair Manor actually tried to go to the whip there to try and out break society in front. So that might be a little tidbit. But yeah, it definitely looks like they're going fast for sure. Shahama is in last right now. I didn't yeah. I didn't notice the break. I'm not sure that's what she wants. Green up is in a perfect spot about four lengths off the lead. They went 23 and one. That's not flying on this track. Adair Manor oh is comfortable. God. You got Secret Oath is also in the four path about eight lengths back in fifth, looking comfortably. Take a look at those uh, odds, Howard. Oh wow, society actually dropped quite a bit. You're right. And look at they got uh, a half of 46 too. and three. And society has not really been asked yet. This this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Adair Manor is now being asked. Here comes Green Up and Secret Oath starting to make their move. And Secret Oath is getting an unbelievable trip along the inside. Green Up is going right with her. But society still has the lead midway through the far turn. 110 and 4. Secret Oath is trying to catch society. I don't think Green Up is going to do it. Society and Giroux. Still has the lead at the top of the stretch. Secret Oath is trying. I don't think she's going to get there. A big late run by Morning Matcha up the inside. But hello, society for Steve Asperson and Florent Giroux is going to go wire to wire in the cotillion. Wow. Morning Matcha second. And I think Secret Oath third. Green up fourth. Uh, well, that blows up everything for me, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> God damn um, it, man. We have now seen four wire-to-wire jobs, mm. and someone knew someone in society because she took a ton of money late. I I said that last race I thought was a bit of a fluke. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently not. She got into the lead. You got to give Drew a lot of credit. Um, Secret Oath was actually did, I think, what, she, what I thought she'd do. I just, she didn't win. She ran just fine. Adair Manor was absolutely awful. Green Up just wasn't good enough. Shahama didn't run much. There's really not much to say, Kyle. They just ring around the rosy again, seven to one over forty-five to one, over two to one, over nine to five. Congratulations to Steve Asmussen and Pleuron Giroux. This horse has completely turned her career around in the last two starts, Kyle. I mean, that's it. And it's I mean, Steve, and we all, we all, we always rave about Steve and all Steve and how he handles his horses and where he picks his spots and stuff. And like you said, the Charlestown Oaks just com- uh, this completely looks like set this horse ablaze almost. Like he just lit a fire into this horse and now wins a grade one for a million dollars. And it'll be really interesting to see where she goes. I mean, where does she go from here? Breeders' Cup, maybe? What? Is this stuff? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, up until the last race, she was purely speed that that did not really mm-hmm. hang on very well. I mean, she she won her first three, but buyers in the like high seventies, you can see there. I will say I did like her at church, at uh, Charlestown, but that's really not saying much. Yeah. She was she was eight to five, and it's a fast track, and she was turning back, and she just got loose, and I mean, just a lot of things. Whoa, excuse me. Hold on a second. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself, Kyle. Talk about this horse a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane like i said i've i've done it in the past i've raved about steve and where how he gets his horses ready and where he picks his spots as i said it's um 
I just I think he is one of, if not the best, at picking spots for his horses, and he does it again here. Society completely, like you said, turns around her career, and I mean, if if there's no other speed and she just outbreaks the field again, I mean, this horse just right, this horse just absolutely sprinted away from everybody. Well, she's really bred well. I mean, this yes. could be the beginning yes. of something big. I don't want to get mm-hmm. too carried away here, Kyle. But she's by Gunrunner, who I heard is a mm-hmm. pretty good sire, um, <laughs> out of a tappet mare. So you think maybe she can go longer. Yeah. She's obviously a, le- a late developing three year old. We got a lot of comments. We have a ton of people. Let's see what people here are commenting quickly. Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, I'm just looking. Uh, David says, this is a foreshadow of the Penn Derby. If it is a foreshadow of the Penn Derby, um, actually, I don't really know. Does that mean Taba? I mean, I don't know who's pure speed in the Penn Derby. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. Alexander Triozzi. Alexander, thanks for joining the show. Let me take the PPs off the screen here. Alexander, thanks for joining the show. Uh, I don't know about being toast, Alexander, but again, you know, she's 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 run a lot of dances, and that's what D. Wayne does. And D. Wayne is one of the best of all time. But this just seemed like a spot today to bet against her, and. At least mm-hmm. I was right about that. I don't. Well, by yeah. the way, where do you go? Where do you go with her? Is another question. Um, mm-hmm. Pratt is on We the People. I have not heard uh, who the jockey is, but David, I'd have to. I, I'm assuming that is correct on you. Um, Matt Miller, I uh, see you at the Breeders' Cup. Wow, <laughs> unreal that. Uh, I legit think those days are easier for players than these. Well, yeah, when you win 625k, Matt. Sure, I'm sure the Breeders' Cup uh, uh, is is uh, easier. Uh, we the we the people is not cheap, folks. We, we the people is a nice horse. So we talked about this on the pod on Thursday, um, and I I had to fire back. This is a nice horse for a Windstar. Um, I don't think we the people is faster than Taba though. I think if Taba really wants to go, he can go. I don't know. Robert Healy, mm-hmm. uh, respect. Uh, Florent got yeah. him on the front end. Uh, her on the front end, absolutely. Um, she ran huge. Uh, Mitch. <laughs> a little after the fact, Mitch. I hope you liked uh, society before. I think that's a little tongue in cheek there, as he uh, posts that uh, much later. Um, we have Bernita, Bernita eighty eight. Bernita, thanks for joining the show. Bernita's not surprised. So congratulations, Bernita. If you had uh, society, uh, let's see. We got and uh, here. So let's talk, CJ. I wonder uh, if they do what they do if they go to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, the distaff went nuts last year. You know, so we'll see. Uh, let me bring society back up, Kyle. Um, uh, I don't think the prices were up yet. This try, by the way, had to be humongous. But let's give a little credit to Morning Matcha, too. Uh, let me bring mm-hmm. up Morning Matcha's PPs because this horse was a huge price, Kyle. Um, she does have a 105 late time form. By the way, that was Paco. Paco is having a hell of a day. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, Kyle. Paco is having a hell of a day. I mean, 100%. And, like, I mean, I keep saying, God, I got to stop saying that. I'm going to make you drink until you're, you're passed out on the floor. Um, but I mean, and she just looked, I mean, she's definitely a late runner and she, but I just thought she was just looked too slow. I mean, the buyers going 82, 84, I just didn't think that was going to be good enough to get in the money of this race, but you know, good for her. She was third back, you know, 10 lengths, but back behind green up last time, you know, don't take anything away from her. It's definitely a big run from her. Well, something I want to mention is she had a 105, I think, late time form. She did have one of the best mm-hmm. late time forms in the race. And for people who don't think that matters, it absolutely matters because 
the the race. I wouldn't. Well, obviously the flow was not favoring closers, but she was really the only one or one of the few that can naturally close, other than Secret Oath. And I, you know, I thought Greenup might be one of those, but obviously um, she's not quite ready for this kind of test. So you know, you got to credit where credit is due. Um, she closed big time and gets a nice chunk. You see the try paid four thirty nine. I'm assuming that's for what fifty cents, baby. Let me see here, because I'm looking at my yeah. That was for fifty cents, and that exacta yeah. was a two dollars exacta. So the fifty cent try four thirty nine. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you uh, mentioning that. Um, huh, where do you, where do you? I gotta take a deep breath because uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, first of all, that sucked for me and you, yeah. and probably a lot of people. I'm guessing so. Everything just got blown up. Um, this this pick five is going to pay nicely. There's still two races left. That pick three, the dollar pick three was, I see almost 400. So, you know, more power to you. I I never would have this horse. I just I didn't see it. Um, and you can't say the track is really biased. At least I don't think you can. Uh, Kyle, is there such thing as a two turn bias and <laughs> not a one turn bias? Not my I, I mean, I I don't agree that there's a bias. I think it's all just become circumstantial. I mean, you saw society there. I mean, kind of 23 and 46. It was pretty close to the same quarters back to back. But I mean, she she was off, but but when she crossed the half, she was off by what five lengths to a dare manor at that point yeah. or something like that. I mean, you, these are really good horses, and when really good horses get away like that, there's a there's a lot of chance you're not going to catch them. So you know, big run, like I said, and that's definitely more to morning matcha as well and secret oath and again talking about her i think she just ran her race i i mean like you said you try to keep d wayne lucas keeps putting her in spots like i said i don't think she ran necessarily bad but like i said she ran her race and society was just the better horse today um kyle here's what i would do with society okay um and steve asperson knows this horse like five thousand times better than i do um <laughs> I don't think she will, and I don't think she should go to the distaff. I just think it's a loaded race this year. Um, I don't know if she's quite ready for that. When you really look at this field, in hindsight, you know, a lot of horses really didn't run their race per se. Um, I think a perfect spot, if they want to go to the Breeders' Cup, the Philly and Mare Sprint, I think, would be a nice spot. And Kyle, as I bring up the PPs, you can see them. Check a look. Take a look at the very bottom line, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Where did society break her maiden? Hello, Keelan mm -hmm. Racetrack. Coming from behind, by the way, in that race with a Julie Burke up at 28 to what? So, you know, obviously she's a much different horse than then. If she continues to train on well, uh, why can't she get a piece? Or if not even maybe be a threat in the Philly Mare Sprint, which uh, I'm trying to think of the main players in that race. Um, it's hard to say. You know, right now, uh, there's mm -hmm. some horses that might go there instead. Um, but I'm, there's no really killers in that division. At least no, not that I can think of right now for sure. And, I mean, you look at even the next race. Granted, it was in the slop at Churchill. But still, I mean, she ran six and a half, just staying at length in front of everybody and actually widening at the end. I mean, you know, obviously the the sprint at Keeneland six, correct? Uh, Five no, and a half, Philly maybe? sprint is seven. Seven, is it seven? Okay. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no saying at all why this horse cannot get that distance. I think that's definitely a good, uh, really interesting prospect for her as well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Bernita, you're absolutely right. Asperson knows how to get the great ones. Um, 
they could easily also, you know, just layer up for the year. I mean, that's a nice Correct, way to right. end your year with a million dollar race. I'm sure Steve will do what's best for the horse, but um, if she's feeling well and comes out of this race well, um, I would think she would go to the Philly and Merce Sprint. If she mm-hmm. happens to go to the Distaff, that that changes the pace complexion for Correct. sure. As, mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine this horse, Latruska, you know, again, you know, uh, going quickly with, you know, a bunch of others? I mean, uh, that would add to the complexity of the Distaff. I wouldn't like her in that race, but I'm sure it would be interesting. Well, right. And like you said, I mean, it changes the complete complexion. You know, now you're looking for horses, you know. I mean, does Nest – I mean, Nest obviously likes to sit just off. Does she sit a little bit farther back now off that race or whatever? But um, I think it's definitely more interesting for – you're right, the complexion of the race rather than the betting prospect of a horse like Society. Yeah. I, last horse we'll talk about and move on. Shahama looked like um, – actually, two horses. Shahama, I believe, got fifth. I, I It looked like she was sort of mid-pack. Mm-hmm. Um, way too far back and made a little bit of a run. A uh, different manner. I I don't know where she finished. Did you happen to see Kyle? She was she was uh, all it was, out on the turn. I know that. Yeah, I mean, it was behind Shahama for sure, and I I believe okay. it was their sixth or seventh. I mean, like oh, I said sorry. to you, they I don't know if she just didn't fire today if it wasn't her day, but she was working really well as we as it was noted up to this. Um, I mean, she I t- I said at the beginning she was under the whip just to try and get out to the front and society beat her just, you know, not really even asking that much. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that effort. It's just not a good effort from a horse like a dare manner, especially with the amount of buzz that was on her all week. Yeah. I mean, I, she just hasn't come back. The, the yep. Phillies are very tricky. Three old mm-hmm. Phillies are just tricky. Son of a guns. Um, just to talk, we, we've got what about 27 minutes, I believe to the somewhere around there. Correct. Twenty five to the twenty five. Okay, to the um, Penn Derby. Just to just to talk about three old Phillies. There's a race tonight at Churchill called the Dogwood. It's a Grade Three where Echo Zulu is coming back at even money from the rail. Echo Zulu was a two year old champion last year, Kyle, and I talked about this on our Power Picks. If you don't subscribe to our Power Picks, let me bring up that banner one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Our race day, our racing podcast Power Picks are a tip sheet with ABC grids, long shot plays. We've given out pick fours, pick fives, pick sixes. Look below the video player for more information. It's every Saturday you get it. It's only $4 every Saturday. We have many people that subscribe. I highly recommend all of you look into it. Again, it's through Patreon, and it's called our Power Picks. But on the on this week's uh, Power Picks, Kyle, I talked about uh, Echo Zulu. I am completely against Echo Zulu tonight. She's missed the entire summer. I mean, she missed all mm-hmm. the big races in Saratoga. There's some other speed in the race. She's even money morning line. That race is tonight at Churchill. Um, I'll, I'll be fascinated, Kyle, to see how Echo Zulu does. Um, I, I'm totally against yeah. her also. Yeah, and um, and what I was thinking when I looked at this, I thought I didn't know if they were going to scratch Wicked Halo, but Wicked Halo actually did end up scratching out of the race as well as the two so it actually comes down to a five horse oh. field and and that race. Oh really? The scra- mm-hmm. oh, scratches are out. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, well, that so... changes things. That actually changes a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Well, well because yeah, they... the two was the two was the main speed, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought I thought maybe she'd get uh, hooked up there, or not hooked up necessarily, but, but I thought that'd be a major problem um, for that horse. And yeah. he scratched the other. Okay, so well, you you bury the lead. <laughs> Why'd you say that as I was going on my whole diatribe? 
right, but, well, not because I mean, you can't lose. Well, yeah, but no, I mean, you're still your first point is still well taken. That I mean, she missed the whole summer. I mean, did she, um, pardon me because I don't, I don't exactly actually know. Did she race another race since she got scratched from Belmont or no? She just um, one. No, I, I'll tell you. I'll bring up. I, I we already talked about the Penn Derby. Everyone, we got no, a few minutes. Well, I just want to. I don't think she did. I actually have the PPs Mm-mm. I can bring up here. Um, on um, yeah, I show her last uh, her no, race in I'm gonna May. Bring up, here are the PPs. For Echo Zulu, no. I mean, she raced in Kentucky Oaks, where and she hasn't been seen since. So I mean, I mean, look and look at her workout report. Even I mean, granted, obviously it's Echo Zulu, and she's very, she's very talented. But June fifth to three on in late August, and then or th- yeah. and then starts up in late August. I mean, and she's not working obscenely well by any means. She's not working no. bad, but. I, I mean, this horse is going to be now, especially with the scratch of Wicked Halo. I mean, this horse is going to be what? Four to five, maybe? Three to five? Somewhere I, around I'd even money? Three to five. I still like Tarabi the four. That, that That's yeah. my pick. I'll, I'll go with it. It's basically a two-horse race now. So um, anyway, let, let's get into the Penn Derby, uh, Kyle. Uh, I'm going to bring up the PPs for the Penn Derby. We've got 21 minutes to post the, the Pennsylvania Derby. $1 million. Grade one. Let me go ahead and bring up. The uh, Equibase entries here as I do that. Um, hopefully you're still alive. If you're still alive in any horizontal plays, you are alive to some nice possible scores. So good luck to any of you if you're alive. There, Here are the entries for Race 12, the Penn Derby. It's a grade one. It's a field of 11. You can see right here the morning line favorite was Taba. Eight to five, mm, and four, right now, if the five? if that's correct, uh, is table four to five? I'm looking at yes, that is correct. Wow, that is table wow. right now is four to five. Wow, uh, that is really low to me. Um, you got Cyberknife and Zandon both at three to one. Um, I mean, my my pick in this race, which of course I made this Thursday, and I don't know if there's a track bias or not, but Tawnyport to me, Kyle, is an absolutely ridiculous ridiculous 17 to one in my opinion uh that that's my top choice i don't know if i'm gonna stay with it in the next 20 minutes not because of the 17 to one but because the way the track is playing let's go ahead and run down the um the pps here let me go ahead and switch uh kyle as i go ahead and bring up the pps what's your overall overall thoughts in this race first in general I mean, just first thing to say as well. I mean, no one's no one is even near these top three. I mean, Taba's four to five, Cyberknife's three to one, and Zandon's three to one. I mean, the next closest person horse is Tawnyport at seventeen to one. So it, all the money is coming on these three right now. And I mean, going to my overall thoughts. I mean, I did like Taba on top. I mean, Cyberknife is obviously training really well. He ran a really good Haskell. And he didn't run horribly in the Travers. I just think he didn't do something. He did something that he didn't like. He didn't like to do, which was be on the lead early. But I mean, that, that four to five on table looks is is extremely low to me. At least I, uh, man, it's hard because now you're looking for because now my brain wants to look elsewhere than table. But I I don't want to do because I think he will be close enough to the lead to where if there is a track bias today, I don't feel like he's going to be hurt too much by it, but that four to five is making my brain want to look elsewhere. Um, if you want to say the Bafford barn is like cold, or if you're negative to Bafford, 
I think it's a bit unfair only because I don't think Adair Manor is the same horse as Taba. I mean, Taba has been well meant all along. Adair Manor outside of California has not been good. Taba has proved that he can run outside of California. Um, he's been working well. If I'm Mike Smith, I'm aggressive here. I, I don't I don't know if Taba's gonna get mm-hmm. the lead, but I do not want Taba too far off, in my opinion. Um mainly because maybe the track's getting a little speed favoring, but I just think He's better close to the lead. And what I really like about Taba in this spot, other than the price, is I think the source wants to be in the outside. Last mm-hmm. time in the Haskell, at least the excuse was he wanted to be in behind horses. Remember that goofy ride? And then, you know, Mike Smith had to angle out and couldn't quite, couldn't quite get to Cyberknife. There's no excuses today. Taba's going to be in yeah. the, you know, 3-4 path most of the way, which is where he wants to be. I would venture to say he's the most talented horse. The question, Kyle, is can he put it together on a big day? Because he hasn't really done it since the Sandy Derby. Correct. And like you said, that's kind of the thing where coming out of Santa Anita, he didn't run very well in the Derby, which, I mean, you can make a billion different excuses for that. A lot of people have. Ran well in the high school. I mean, and you can make an excuse for that as well. But you're not wrong in the point that he hasn't shown up really. He hasn't shown up fully in a big day since the Santa Anita Derby. So, but I do fully agree with you that the eight post is definitely a lot better for this horse. He's going to sit probably two wide, three wide, somewhere in the clear and come to the top of the stretch, hopefully not even have to tip out and just go under a ride. And that's was my opinion in this race. That's why I like Tabo the most, but we've seen really good things from Cyberknife and Zandon has a, I like, I think Joel Rosario fits that horse really well. So I think this race is a very, very interesting prospect on the betting side. At least well, we have uh, we have Paul Halloran back. By the way, for anyone's interested in stable duel, I'm in third right now, Kyle, out of 110. So uh, I need I have Tawny Port and the six in the last race left on my in my stable. Let's bring in Paul Halloran, who is live at Parks. Paul, um, we are a bit stunned here. Uh, we did not see society absolutely blasting away and wiring this field. Um, I'm out. Kyle's out. I'm assuming you're out. I'm guessing um, Pete Bisco is out of their pick fives. But congrats to uh, Steve Asperson. This horse has completely turned her life around, Paul. Well, I would you learn to listen to Jessica Paquette. Yep, she made a say. guest appearance on the show, and she gave you the winner. Well, the problem is I made my pick. The pick five story <laughs> has to be bet before those races. But, yeah, congratulations I, I, to Jessica Paquette. Uh, yeah. she, she called it, Paul. Yeah, there's a there's a long way to go, Howard, but I did have that horse as a C, so okay. I'm uh, on life support, but still breathing. Oh. oh, you are still alive. Okay, congrats then, Paul. Yeah. That's fantastic. And Who I got to say, Howard, can, can we ask? You, or you don't want to you, say? You guys will get a kick out of this because you know I've t- I've said many times I'm no Maggie Wolfendale, but you know I have seen my share of horses in the paddock, and right when they were going out to the track, I thought the eight and nine looked the best so <laughs> i threw in a very small exacta box which worked what? out pretty well <laughs> wow there you go paul you could have come back out and said they both look yeah. great. you could have mentioned the <laughs> yeah. looks great too by the way and and um, the other thing was you know butchie reed who trained the eights had an unbelievable day you know and uh that she ran huge to go run second there she mm-hmm. was like 40 to one she ran terrific Paul, we talked about the fact that Morning Matcha was one of the few horses that had a good a late 
uh, pace time form rating, and she just closed and, and did really well. But you know, let's let's real quick, just one more comment, Paul, because I do obviously we need to talk about the Ben Derby. Any other thoughts about the race? Secret Oath ran just fine. She's just uh, she did what about I thought she would. Adair Manor was absolutely awful. Shahama was way too far back, and Green Up just didn't class up. Did I did I yeah. sum it up correctly? Yeah, I was very disappointed in how far back Shahama was on, on this track today. You, you're not, you know, you, you can't win from there. I will say this about society. It's easy after the race, but the co-top buyer in her last race. Uh, and actually, you look and say, well, she ran seven furlongs last time. Yeah, but it was at Charlestown. They have to go around about three times to run seven furlongs. So, yeah. Uh, you know, hats off to Florent Giroux, Howard. He took that race by the throat and didn't let it go. Absolutely. Um, Paul, have you seen anyone in the paddock? Who do you like in this race? As we're talking, I'm, we're bringing up the PPs. We just had a long discussion about Taba, who is very low in the odds right now. Here's you see Cyberknife on the screen. Paul Hallen, your thoughts on the Penn Derby? Yeah, the only thing, the only observation so far, and they're going to be coming by, um, Skippy Longstocking had to be taken out of the paddock early. She is wound up very, very tight. You know, she's really wound up. He, so he, yes. uh, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the fine. There it is. Um, yep. But uh, otherwise, uh, I haven't really seen them saddled yet. They'll be coming by. I might be able to turn the phone on to them when they come by. Brian Dawkins is in the paddock for all you Eagle fans. He, uh, He's got, got a B-Dog. Big day. B-Dog the is, there. Is, is in the paddock, yes. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see who. Uh, I can't, Yeah, Howard, Taba is 1-1 one to one right now. Yeah. And Zandon is 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Paul, for those people that didn't uh, see our show on Thursday night, tell us your top three picks and your overall thoughts here on the Penn Derby. I had Cyberknife, Zandon, and God, I I think I might have had Taba third. I'm not even positive of that. Uh, I do like the six a little. I think you talked about the six, Howard, didn't you? Uh, we you the people, I did. The horse that yeah. you poo-pooed when I singled him uh, on Peter Pan yeah. Day. Um, yeah, well, he, he can win, he, he he can on win paper, today. On paper, Paul, he figures to be on the lead, um, which I'll tell you what, the way this track is playing now could be interesting. I still don't think he's good enough, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, you've seen – you talked about it before the last race, Howard. The, the two-turn dirt routes here today – on the lead is really where you want to be. So um, we'll we'll see if be, based on the way the last race was run and won, uh, we'll see if that changes anyone's idea here in this race. Um, is it possible, because Paul, you and I have been around the racetrack a long time. Is it possible all these jocks see the speed and now they're going to go, you know, 22 and one and, and 45 and one and set it up for my top choice as of Thursday, a horse like Tawny Port. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It just, I, I think on paper, it doesn't look all that fast. Um, but again, based on the way things are going, it, it's certainly possible. The horses are entering the walking ring right now. Zandon looks unbelievable, by the way. If you can, if you want to, if you can, if you have any shots, yeah. I mean, I'll turn the camera around. I'll turn it around uh, as they come by. You'll get a look at all, all right. of them. Kyle, just out of res- respect, I'm going to take you off the screen so people can see the horses better. You're good, but obviously stay on, Kyle. So well, I, I mean, now just see them as they come by. 
Now, who can you tell us who who we're looking at here, Paul? As they go by. There's Zandon. And, and tell tell us how they look. Give us the quick five. Zandon looks unbelievable. Look. Icy Storm. He's <laughs> a, a he's a ninety nine to one shot. Right. Uh, Park sauce. Yeah. Uh, next up comes the aforementioned B Doc, uh, the horse, not the player. Uh, <laughs> Doug O'Neill ships this horse in uh, from Ellis. Yep. B Doc is B Doc okay. is a smaller than half the Phillies that were in the last race. Really? Where's his Eagles jersey? Why is he wearing an Eagles? Uh, Here comes off? Skippy. Skippy is. Skippy looks I gotta, good. Skippy, I think, ball. is going to go. Skippy's got running on his mind, Tony. Like I said, they had to get okay. him out of the paddock. And Those here comes ears uh, pricked, Paul, his like too, for sure. cyber knife is next. Okay. Be careful your nose there, Paul. We prefer to see the horse, not your nose. Okay, there we go. This cyber knife. Cyber knife looks pretty calm and collected. We the People looks a little bit cranked up here. We the People looks good, Howard. Okay. Tawny Paul looks very good, Howard. He's a big horse too, correct, Paul? Yeah, he's a long neck. Okay. His Taba. Simplification wants to be on the show. He's looking over this way. You got to tie up here. Oh, okay. Next is a naval aviator who's a horse that Andrew Rosinski, one of our guests, was a little bit interested in um, as a long shot possibility. But the way this track is playing, I'm not so sure. Paul, while we're watching, tell people who are not familiar with you or the show why you have paddock access. Uh, well, I, as you guys know, I write for the Saratoga Special and Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred Magazine. And this is, of course, one of our tracks, parks. So I'm just kind of seeing what's happening today. I've talked to a lot of people about, you know, how great it is a day, you know, for a track like this to really have the eyes of the racing world on it for one day. I've uh, been able to talk to uh, several jockeys. Uh, it's really a festival-like atmosphere. The New York jockeys have been great. Uh, Irad, not only posing for selfies, but taking people's phones and taking the pictures himself and oh, Florent Giroux interrupting interviews to sign autographs. So it, it's really, really been a great day here. The Eagles anyway, chant is uh, bursting out here. The Fly Eagles now the, now the Rocky song. It's all Philly all the time. Okay. Any, anything else in the paddock to take a look at here? Uh, uh, there's your naval aviator. Uh, well, Kyle, we got you back on here. You got naval aviator and then... White of, White of Barrio. Any yeah. thoughts on White of Barrio, who's been like completely, you know, overlooked? He, he's lately. another guy who could go, couldn't he? Yes. He so has you to. Might be right, Howard. Maybe they're going to set it up for your uh, Tawny Port. I mean, doesn't he have to go, Paul? White yeah, of from out th yeah, from out there, you would think so. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All it's, right. It's good. It's, it's great. So I will hop off, and uh, you guys will be off shortly after the race, I suspect. So, uh, Will you be able to come back on, Paul, after the race? Yeah, how long are you staying on after the race? Um, we, we uh, you know, about five, ten minutes. All right, yeah, I will uh, likely. If not, if I don't, it just means I'm tied up doing interviews, depending on who wins. Yeah, no but problem. I, I will try Paul, it. And this has been if great. If you're not able to come on back, we really appreciate the coverage, Paul. Thanks a lot. Enjoy right, the thank race. You. All Thanks, right. guys. Bye-bye. Um, all right, there you go. Um, Skippy Long stocking, apparently, the uh, – Looking the picture in the paddock, Kyle. Let's bring up Skippy Longstocking. We really haven't talked about him very much. Um, I've been like up and down with him, you know, in this during mm -hmm. this three-year-old season. Uh, is coming off his best effort in the West Virginia Derby, <clears throat> uh, going by We the People, getting a perfect trip. I have a hard time believing that he's going to get 
that same trip again up close. They're just the more I think about it, Kyle, the more I think they're gonna be rocking and rolling in this race. I really do. Yeah, that's kind of the, what I'm thinking as well. I mean, if if he is, has the speed to get up there, I don't know if he'll have with enough with all the pressure that looks like it's gonna be on him in this race. I don't think. Granted, again, you're not taking anything away from him in the West Virginia Derby. He ran really well that day. Granted, with a perfect trip, but I just think that there's a lot of horses that can provide a little more pressure to this race, and I think that's going to be the downfall. How close do you think Cyberknife's going to be, Kyle? Um, I don't think he wanted to be on the lead in the Travers. Of course, we saw mm-hmm. that race. Uh, um, we were we were together watching that race when we had our uh, awesome um, show from Crazy Poor OTV. In, in the Villa Park, Illinois, my feeling is Drew's going to take back a little, make a run. Yeah, I'm. I'm the way I was thinking about it, just going back through his PPs. I was thinking more, um, not so much. Ha- I don't know if it's going to be Haskell back, but I was thinking more like Arkansas Derby type of stuff, where he just sits, kind of that nice stalking trip, and if he's going to get it, he's going to get it, trying to tip out from the outside at the top of the stretch. Yeah, I agree. All right, there's about six minutes to post. We're going to take. One final uh, break here as I set up some things here on the screen. We're going to take a very short break, and then we will be back for the running of the Grade 1 Penn Derby. Don't go anywhere. You're watching live the HHH Racing Podcast. Welcome back to the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz, with today's co-host right over there, Kyle Roscoe. Kyle, we have approximately three minutes to post to the Penn 
Derby. We thank all of you so much for watching us. Please spread the word about the HHH Racing Podcast. If you're not familiar with the show, we have live shows Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, as well as on the weekends. This Tuesday night, we're going to be recapping the races. Plus, Kyle, we're bringing on Bree, excuse me, Bree Mott from Stable Duel. If you're not familiar with Stable Duel, it's a really fun fantasy game. She's She does a great job with Stable Duel, and she'll be on this Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then next Thursday, we're going to be covering, like a glove, the Breeders' Cup prep races in pick five for Belmont at Aqueduct. And we're also going to have a show next week, Kyle, for Santa Anita. The Santa Anita show will be a taped show, but the live show next Thursday night will be covering Aqueduct. Kyle, let's go, go quickly go through the odds here. Zandon right now is three to one. Icy Storm ninety nine to one. B Doc is eighty to one. Skippy Longstocking seventeen to one. Cyber Knight three to one. We the People thirteen to one. Tawny Port fourteen to one. Tava is holding steady. Kyle at even money. I have to say I'm shocked by that. A simplification thirty five. Naval Aviator ninety nine. And White Abario. 25. Kyle, based on the way the track has been playing and based on the odds, who are you going with in the Penn Derby? Has anything changed based on the circumstances today? Now that I'm out of the pick five, the only thing that has changed for me in this race is it's less on the win end and it's going to be more with the exotics in this race. I am still going to play Taba on top, but this race I'm going to actually keep Taba on top. So we're just going to play strictly Taba and I'm going to play eight um, and I'm going to play 157, 157 behind him. Hopefully catch Tawny Port. It can get up for second, provide a little bit of a price in there. Um, and I know some people I saw up in the chat as well. I believe David Barista was talking about, does we the people hang out for the Super Factor or try? And, yeah. you know, if they're going with the last race and earlier races, you know, if there is a bias, there's definitely a way that we the people can hang on for sure. I just peel one our picks. I like, I guess I like Tawny mm-hmm. Port. I have a win bet on Tawny Port, the seven. And I'm playing, I'm back wheeling Tawny Port in tries. I'm going Zandon. I'm going 158 with seven with almost everyone. And I'm going 158 with almost everyone with seven in tries. So I need Tawny Port to run first, second, or third. I also have a win bet on Tawny Port. I am out of, out of the tries. I think it's going to be a fast paced, Kyle. I know the track does not really set up for a closer. But I have a feeling they're going to go fast. I think Tawny Port is going to launch from way back and sort of do what Morning Matcha did, hopefully, and sort of clunk up in the money, and I can get a nice try uh, out of it with uh, ideally Zandon or Cyberknife on top. Kyle, they are going into the gate right now for the Grade 1 Penn Derby. Will it be Taba at even money for Baffert and Smith? Will it be Zandon? Will it be Cyberknife? Will there be a long shot? Like, for example, Skippy Longstocking, who Paul Halloran said looked great in the paddock. We're going to find out in less than three minutes. As as I can see, about half the field is in the gate. I'm sure those of you watching at home, they're almost, almost probably in the gate. Again, we thank everyone. Stay with us after the show, ladies and gentlemen. Once this race is over, stay with us after this race. We're going to break down this race just a little bit and talk about what we like going forward. So do not leave the show when this race is over. Again, we really appreciate all the fantastic support that we've gotten today. Uh, 
They are almost all in the gate here. Again, I'm expecting to see a lot of speed from White Abara mm-hmm. on the outside. We the uh, Taba has to go, and so does we the people. They're almost all in the gate. White Abaro is about to march into the gate. It looked like simplification was getting a little bit worked up. Here comes White Abario. Come on, Tawny. And you get out for the yep. day with Tawny for the seven. They're all in the gate for the Pan Derby. Good luck, everyone. Everyone put right now who's winning this race and right now in the chat. they're off. They're off. And a lot of horses look like they're going. The outside horses are really going to the lead. You've got uh, Teva. White Abario is sending. Uh, White Abario is going to get the lead. You have Teva in second. Simplification is in third. On the inside, I believe, uh, and it's We the People is in fifth. Tawny Port's in a very comfortable spot. I like where he is, Kyle, for me. Mm-hmm. Tawny Port is in fifth on the outside. Your early thoughts, Kyle? I mean, yeah, 100%. We knew White Barrio was going to have to send from that outside gate. Uh, I think Taba's in a really nice spot. I mean, We the People's in a nice spot. Tawny Port's in a nice spot. I think everyone's kind of – Cyberknife is a little bit farther back than I would have thought, but I think everyone's going to yeah. get a pretty fair run at it here. It's, Cyberknife is running very comfortably in hand. Tawnyport is being asked a little bit. Xander's going to be coming up the rail. That might be a little bit dicey. Naval Aviator also making a move. They went 47-1. This is not flying. And here comes Cyberknife in hand, making a move mid-pack. Uh, Tawnyport is just the outside. White Abaria still has the lead, followed by Simplification. And We the People, who, by the way, was bet down to 8-1. to one. Wow. Tawny Port is struggling a bit. Cyberknife is going to try to find room. Simplification comes outside of White Abario, oh, and Taba just switched out and exploded. Here comes Taba. Cyberknife tried to get to the outside and was bumped. They're at the top of the stretch. Taba takes the lead. Zandon making a big move up the inside with Simplification. But this is going to be all Bob, Baffert, Mike Smith. And Taba to win the Pennsylvania Derby. Zandon second, oh. Cyberknife third, and Simplification fourth in one forty-eight and three-fifths. Taba looking very good, Kyle, with a great trip and a great ride. Oh, boy, did we see another horse that's going to be cranking up for the Classic. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, we said it'd be good before, this table getting that perfect trip right off the speed, just tipping out, and you're right, absolutely exploding at the top of the stretch for Mike Smith. A much better run at it, much better ride from him. And I think I I think I snuck that try in there at the end. I think Cyber and I just snipped simplification oh, for third. He's Cyber for the try, let's see. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think I don't did, win. but Kyle, I don't want to steal your thunder, Kyle. I don't win photos. I know. Oh, trust choices. me. I, I know. Steal, I don't want to steal. <laughs> no, I had it for I five bucks, but, but I know. Let, I know. I a try is a try. Listen, for sure. Um, I think you I, did get third there. So, Kyle, the after I've... all that, after <laughs> all that analysis, all week long, blah, 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 they come chalk, chalk, chalk. Taba, yep. uh, Zandon. Actually, it's exactly what it's going to be because Zandon was the second choice. It's going to be seven to five over three to one over, I believe, four to one with Cyberknife. Um, Taiba got a great ride, was on the, you know, outside like I thought he'd be. Um, th- this looked like, I won't say a new horse. Uh, by the way, Taba drifted up to seven to five, Kyle. So if you like Taba, yeah. you know, you got an okay price. 
148 and three is is a is a nice time for a mile and eighth. He was not slowing down. Um, he's talented. I'm mm-hmm. assuming they're going to go to the Breeders' Cup Classic. I don't see why not. Where do you see him fitting in right now, Kyle, in the Classic? I know one thing I will say though is I feel like this is becoming a, a it's a different horse now. I mean, you know, we've always been the Derby thing was always you know he had two starts under his belt. We don't know if he's mature enough. And I did. Yeah, I know Paul. Was, I know Tom was going for that one, which it would have been a lot better try for you. So um, eight one five. Everyone eight one five nine are yeah. the unofficial results. Everyone eight one five nine. Go ahead, Kyle. I, I just think that the world might end now because I want a photo. So I think the world might come down around us. But um, yeah, I just think that this is you know he's really maturing. He's becoming a better horse. You saw he tips out in the clear and he explodes. I mean. It's if he can continue to improve on these starts. I mean, I definitely think he can fit into the for the, at least the top three in the classic. But again, he is going to have to beat clay horses if they go like flight line, life is good, all that stuff. But again, if he keeps improving upon these starts, he could definitely could catch a piece, in my opinion. He was tactical today. I mean, he's exactly mm-hmm. the kind of horse that you want to fill out your exacta, you know, Correct. with flight line. If you believe flight line just can't be beaten, right? He's going to be sitting you know, a few lengths off, actually maybe a little bit further off, depending on how fast they go. But he is passing horses. Baffert said, he will, He also said that their manner looked good too. But he has been saying all week that Taba is learning how to run and just looks better in his workouts, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the horse was the, was the, was, was he the favorite in the Derby? I, I'm embarrassed. I, uh, no, I don't, I don't think he was mm. the favorite, right? No, no I believe Sorry. Was the favorite, I'm embarrassed yeah. to even say that. But anyway, um, he was one of the favorites in the Derby, and it was too much too soon. Um, I, I think he can definitely get a piece of the Breeders' Cup Classic. And here's a good question, Kyle. Obviously, Epicenter is in the clearly in the lead for three-year-old of the year. This is a big win. If Taba can beat Epicenter in the Classic, let's just say – I'll just throw a scenario. Let's say – Taba finishes a really good second in the classic. And let's say Epicenter is up the track, just for argument's sake. Is there any way that you can give Taba three over the year? I'd say probably not. But now this is a close the second in the Haskell. This is a big win in the Penn Derby, won the San Anita Derby, and then in theory would finish a you know top two or three in the classic. I think you can make a small argument for that. Yeah, I was going to say it's a small argument, but I, I agree with you. But I believe that episode would literally have to drop pretty not drop anchor, but he would pretty much have to finish pretty like eight, nine, eighth, ninth, tenth in the classic with table with a good, yeah. strong second for you to be able to make an argument for that. But yeah, I think no, but. True. No, I was just going to say, I mean, don't want to take anything away from Taba. You know, obviously he's run his race. He's run very well. And I think this is a good step up for him. Yeah, I think pretty much, you know, Epicenter is a three-year-old horse of the year. I'll tell you what pisses me off is earlier today, I bet um, a caveman ticket and I singled Taba because I just thought the speed would play well. The problem is I freaking didn't have society. So I'm going to yep. do, I'm probably going to do the typical four out of five thing. Um, I would assume Paul Halloran's alive to the pick five. I would mm-hmm. assume with Taba, uh, at least I hope he I'll, is. I was going to say, I don't know. Did he like Taba that much? I don't know if because I know he likes. Uh, Cyberknife and Zandon. I want to, I'll check it right now, but let's see. Um, I don't know what I, he I got, don't recall. I mean, it's hard for me to believe he wouldn't have tape anywhere, but but that would that would really suck. Well, for definitely him. somewhere. The dollar pick three pays $300. That's, of course, without 
the first leg, which was a um, yeah. uh, what the five to two with the one. Um, so that that lowers the price, obviously, of the pick five, but it's still gonna uh, pay nicely. Let's talk about some other uh, horses just briefly, Kyle, because again, this Tuesday we're gonna show the replay of the race and we'll deep dive further. Quick thoughts on the second and third place finishers. Zanin ran well coming up the rail. Cyberknife third, but a bit even in the lane. Yeah, I mean, I just think, especially for Zandon, I think he just runs his race every time. I think he's just a very honest horse. And, you know, whether that, obviously, that went, that run hasn't been good enough to win any of these races. But, I mean, he's a good horse, and he's been cashing checks for those connections. I, like I said, I just think he was a very honest horse that runs his race every time. So a good second again from him. And Cyberknife, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I just, whether it is part of the track or whatever it is, I thought, uh, Cyberknife, granted, he was in hand on the back stretch, but I think it's a little bit farther back that that horse, I think, runs his best. I think being, you know, five, six off of it is a little bit too far back for his best. But I still think, again, very respectable runs from both of them. It'll be interesting to see where they take, actually, where they take Cyberknife next. I'm watching I'm watching the replay right now. I was wrong. Table was actually on the rail. I, he actually got all the way over to the rail mm-hmm. um, and basically was in the exact same spot, Kyle, that he was in for the Haskell. The difference yep. is he was more professional um, and, and was able to tip out, you know, pretty easily. He got a great trip. Um, Cyberknife did what I thought he would do today. I, I talked about this on the show on Thursday. I, Cox was a little bit, you know, he wasn't 100% positive he was going to go in this race originally. The horse ran just fine. I think mm-hmm. Cyberknife's a very nice horse, but I did not really love him on the win end today. Again, I'm watching the replay on my other screen. Um, once Taba tipped out in the clear, I mean, you saw it as an, just a natural explosion. I still think Taba's more comfortable on the outside, um, Kyle. Um, Cyberknife did have a little bit of trouble. He tried to get outside of We the People, and We the People hemmed him in just for a little bit, and they bumped. Uh, Taba had absolutely no – or excuse me. Um, Zanin had zero excuses whatsoever. And Simplification ran a huge race, yeah. as did White Abaro. They both ran well. So um, – but th- th- this was not close, really. Let's bring in, yeah. uh, to wrap up the show, let's go ahead and bring in uh, Paul Halloran, who's live there at Parks. Paul, I guess the money showed. Um, <laughs> Taba, Taba was more professional today than he was in the Haskell. Once he tits out, Paul, he was absolutely over. This was a very, very good run for Taba. Yeah, it really was. And, and you know, we talked before, Howard. That's really been the winning move all day. You know, he was... He wasn't on the lead, certainly, but he was in touch and, uh, you know, started his move around the turn. And, boy, he he was impressive in the stretch. Um, but I will say, you know, you mentioned simplification. I thought, you know, White Barrio gave it a good fight, you know, went as hard as he could, as long as he could. Um, are we the people, Howard, didn't really, uh, you know, he was lingering on the pace but never really fired. He's just, he's just not fast enough. Um I guess the big question, Paul. Well, two other, two quick questions. We'll let you go. Uh, first of all, did we able to talk to any connections? Uh, I did not. I wanted to come back over and uh, get on with you guys. They're still doing uh, Maggie and Kate. And so. Okay, so real, so real and quick. Mike, we'll Smith, let you get... Mike Smith's running to catch a flight, so he didn't hang around too long. Okay, so real quick, we'll let you get back to doing your job. Thoughts on Zandon? Ran his race, came came up the rail, ran well. Cyberknife looked a little flat. In the lane, Paul, as I sort of suspected, coming off a big effort in the Travers. 
Yeah, I thought Zandon ran huge considering how far back he was and that the rail wasn't really the place to be. I, I really thought he ran the second best race. Well, he ran second. I'm no genius, but I thought he ran huge. And, you know, I like Cyberknife, but it just seems like I'm a big stick to the plan guy. And I understand why Brad ran him. You know, it's a, it's a grade one million dollar race and the horses training lights out, but this wasn't the intent uh, until recently. And, uh, you know, but again, he, he ran well late. He just, you're not going to win on this track today from as far back as he was. Uh, and I mentioned that exact fact on the show, Paul, I totally agree with you. Last question, Paul, and we'll let you go going forward. Taba, a serious in the money shot, uh, in the classic question mark. And then where do you go with Cyberknife and Zandon if they go to the Breeders' Cup? I think, you know, considering how well three-year-olds do in the classic, you know, I, I guess I would think at this point you put Taba right below Epicenter, don't you, off of this effort and the way he's run. Uh, you know, Zandon, you know, the classic is a $6 million race and the dirt mile is what, like a one or 1.5 or two, you know, so, I, I, you know, it, it's, I guess a lot depends upon, you know, do they want to stay away from flight line? You know, if everyone thinks flight line is just a slam dunk, but, you know, I would think Cyberknife is, is going to the classic and I would think it's probably a more likelihood of him. And, you know, Zandon just ran a good second to the horse who might be the second or third choice in the classic. So we, as you've been talking about for months, Howard, we're looking at a, a loaded classic. I have a feeling one of those two, Paul, are going to go to the dirt mile. If it were me, I would take Zandon to the dirt mile. I just, mm -hmm. he's not good enough to going a mile and a quarter. I think Cyberknife is more likely to get the mile and a quarter. But yeah. I think if Cyberknife goes to the dirt mile, I don't think that'd be a bad decision either. I don't think they're that much, how much worse are those horses than Jack Christopher? I say not much worse at all if they're right. even worse. And the way Cyberknife ran in the Travers when he kind of inherited the lead when no one wanted it, uh, you know, I, I the thinking is he runs better with a target, but today there were just too many targets. He, he had six <laughs> targets today. Uh, he sure. doesn't need six of them. Paul, last question. Are you live in the pick five so we can cheer you on this last race? I am. Okay. Well, good luck. I am. Do you want to say who? Well, the, the logic about the horses you like. Okay. Oh, you got more than one? I have two. Okay. Do you want to know the odds? Do you want to know what you're alive to? Or do you already know? Sure. No, I don't. They, I, I couldn't find them. Um, actually, it has not come up yet. Yeah. I, it, maybe they're not going to pay it out. <laughs> Why? Because you're alive? Um, <laughs> hold on. One, give, me, give me a second here. I don't... Uh, I'll, I'll text it. Well, you can look it up on your phone. I don't yeah, actually... The last time I checked on my phone, they only went through the pick four. So, oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, it is I don't weird. even actually see it. Okay. Well, anyway, I am assuming you're live with the two that I like. So, if you are, you got the right two, Paul. Good luck to you, man. Unfortunately, right. Tabo sort of lowered your pick five payoff, but it's got to be close to a thousand, I would think. Well, I mean, there's two nine to one shots in big yeah. fields stuck right in the middle. So, you, and, and actually, the first leg, um, that one horse uh, unbelievably wasn't the favorite. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he yeah. was bet, but. It was shocking that he was not the favorite. So, hey, hey, look. I, I got it, Paul. You want to know, Paul? Yeah, go ahead. I'm assuming. Oh, you know what? They only have the pick fours. You're right. What, what, why, what is the story? 
They don't have to pick Cle- five prices. Clearly, oh, right. Howard, my tickets to the whole pool, and they haven't calculated. That's right. Well, the pick four for 50 cents is about, if I'm reading this correctly, is about 300 to the one. And then right. the six, the pick four it's like seven is something. 750. So yeah. ideally, you multiply those times, you know, like three point, you know, 3.5 in theory. Uh, if the six comes home, you've got a really nice pick five. And if the one comes home, you probably got about 7,800, Paul, would be my guess. Hey, you that. know what they say, Howard? It would be better than a hot stick in the eye. Well, that's what I got today. I got society yeah. put a hot stick right up my ass. Forget the eye. Uh, wow. Paul, Paul, Paul Howard, thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, you'll be with us Tuesday night? Yes. Terrific. Paul, we'll see you then. Safe we'll travels, my friend. Appreciate Thank the you, coverage. Guys. Take care. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. All right. Uh, isn't that awesome? I mean, it's yeah. We're so lucky, Kyle. I mean, Pete Visco does a great job, of course, too. But we're so lucky to have Paul, who has these kind of privileges through his media credentials, to get this kind of coverage. And how about Jessica Paquette coming out of the show yeah. and giving out society at what well, I think seven to one, but should have been more like uh, fifteen to one. Kyle, it's been a great show. Final thoughts on a uh, Penn Derby Day as the Cotillion is won by Society for Steve Asmussen. And the Penn Derby won by Taba Bob Baffert. I mean, just brilliant runs by both of them. Society getting out to the lead and just running them off their feet and Taba just being the horse that we all thought he was originally. I mean, and congrats to everybody that cashed um, with Jessica Paquette on Society and everywhere else. If you're still alive, good luck to the rest of them. And then, yeah, thank you. We had a pretty big audience today, so thank you so much for watching, everybody. It was greatly appreciated. Uh, Not pretty big. We had a very big audience. And I just want to echo all the thoughts from Kyle. We really appreciate everyone joining the live show. Again, next week, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, a recap of detailed recap of Penn Derby Day. And also Bree Mott will be with us from Stable Duel. And also a Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we will have live coverage guests to be determined of a fantastic late pick five next Saturday at Aqueduct as the Serious Breeders' Cup preps begin and we will also have a taped show for Santa Anita and their Breeders' Cup preps uh, for next Saturday. That show will probably also pop up Thursday night on the YouTube channel. For Kyle Roscoe, this has been your host Howard Kravitz, episode 181 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Thanks everyone for joining us tonight for Penn Derby Day. Everyone have a great evening. Bye-bye.